0: Hello everybody, this is your host, William Weeks, and I'm here to do something a little differently for this episode. I wanted to take a few moments in this episode to share a little bit about me and my life story. Hence, that's why I call this unfiltered. I didn't want this to be scripted. I just wanted to take an opportunity to connect with you as the listening audience, so that you get the opportunity to learn more about why I started a project such as Speak Life Moment. Many of you may be wondering why is it that I have such a varied perspective or such a broad perspective on so many different topics. And a lot of that has to do with what I have gone through in my own personal life The triumphs, the hardships and the calamity that I have had to deal with my entire life. So it has truly forced me to have a very broad perspective on so many different things because I've experienced so many different things and have been able to see things um, with a peripheral lens, if you will, or to see things 360. And I'm going to share some things with you right now that I it is my desire and it is also my prayer. That this resonates in your heart and that you will take this and be re-strengthened and that you will be re-inspired and and you will continue to believe that miracles can happen if you believe as a child at the age of five i was diagnosed with a very rare and a very lethal disease called Stevens-Johnson Syndrome Toxic Epidermal Necrolysis or SJS 10. This is a very rare disorder and it usually affects maybe one per every one million people every year. But the mortality rate is very high and a lot of people who have suffered from SJS 10 have died. At the time, at the age of five, prior to that, I was your typical little boy, playful, loved to run around, jump, skip, hop around. Again, just your typical five-year-old. But in a matter of hours, literally in a matter of hours, this disease befell me and changed my entire life. And for many of you listening, I want you to know that it only takes one life event that can completely ricochet your whole world or can completely change the trajectory of your life and take you down a path that you didn't even think was humanly possible. But again, at the age of five, I was diagnosed with this SJS 10, which is a severe uh, eye and skin disorder. And it's usually caused by an allergic reaction to some sort of medication. And at the time in the early 80s, they didn't know a whole lot about this. But we've learned some more down through the years. However, at the time, uh, you know, very little was known about it. There was very little research. But what we did know, again, was that there was some class of medications that can certainly trigger the onset of it. And in my case, we believe that it was uh, penicillin, which was prescribed to me for a a condition that I had at that time. But with Stevens-Johnson syndrome or SJS 10, it affects your eyes. It affects your, your mucous membranes of your entire body. And through this, I ended up in the hospital in a burn trauma unit for nearly a year. I had a fever of over 107.5, which literally to be graphic, it was literally cooking me. I lost 90% of the top layer of my skin. It literally boiled off. Just like if you would put something in a, in a boiling pot of water and, and you can stand back and as the water continues to get hotter, you begin to see it boiling. Well, that's literally what happened to me. So all of the top layer of skin literally boiled off and I had to have artificial skin put on me. I lost my eyesight and that was a gradual process. But uh, as I was in the hospital for that year, each day I was losing my eyesight until I was totally blind and I was totally blind for a number of years. But that year I was in the hospital. At some point, uh, I had seen many different doctors, different researchers from literally around the country. People had flown in from everywhere because SJS-10 was very rare, again, and we didn't know a lot about it. So I had so many different doctors and scientists who were coming in to try to get an opportunity to study, learn more about this. Uh, And again, I was only five years old. So it was determined at at a particular time that there was nothing else that they could do for me. The high fevers had caused so many different problems in my body, a lot of organ failure. Um, I was pronounced dead clinically on seven different occasions, seven different occasions. I was pronounced clinically dead. And when they finally did release me to go home after 12 months or so being in the hospital, the bleak prognosis was that I would probably only have about three to six months to live. And that was based on just the damage that had occurred to me through this disease. And they felt as though that because they had done all that they could, let me spend the last moments with my family and with my loved ones, again, because there was nothing else that they could do. I wanna tell you that when I went home, out of the hospital, out of the care, of some of the most brilliant minds possible. Out of the hospital back home is when the healing process begin to happen for me. Now, most people would suspect that the healing process would begin before you went home. That the healing process would begin while you're in the presence and while you're under the care of all of these brilliant people. But it didn't. It began when I went home around my loved ones and around the people that truly cared so much about me. And it was really baffling to science because instead of taking this nosedive that they believed that I was gonna take, I was actually getting stronger. I was actually getting better. I was actually healing. The following year, I actually started kindergarten. Now, mind you, because of the severe fevers, they did not believe that I would even have the capacity cognitively to start kindergarten until much later, because they thought that there was some brain damage that had occurred during that time and that I would uh, have some cognitive impairments. But I started school the next year and what a roller coaster ride that began from that moment until now I dealt with so many different things as a legally blind individual going to school in a very very poor county in Virginia and I was surrounded by a system of people who truly did not understand blindness, they did not understand how to work with a student like myself, and then I'll be honest with you. I grew up in a really small town, a very closed-minded town where, quite frankly, it was more of the good old boy system here. It was all about who you were and who you knew. And so I struggled, my mom and I, because I was the youngest of eight children by far. The next one to me in age is. to being 20 years older to me and i struggled as a kid growing up i dealt with so many injustices i dealt with so many prejudices and i understand what it is to have a sentencing placed on your life a sentencing that says these are the limitations and these are the boundaries that you will not be able to cross because of your disability because of your visual limitations. Because of the things that have happened to you, these are the boundaries that are set. And I spent a lot of my early years trying to mitigate and to maneuver around these boundaries that have been set for me. So when you hear me talk about a lot of the things that I talk about in these podcasts, I need you to understand that they come from a very real place they come from a place of experiences of collected experiences that i have dealt with my entire life that i want to share with you i understand what it is to bounce back from calamity being a a person who's had to deal with blindness and had to navigate a world that is truly geared towards uh, folks who are sighted and truly geared towards the majority with very little focus on the minority. I understand what it's like when you are the outcast or at least you feel as though you're the outcast, because when people don't understand you, you know, there's this old cliche and I I hold fast to it because it is so true. What people don't understand, they shun away from. So instead of folks wanting to get to know me, and understand the heart of William Weeks, people bypassed me and they wrote me off because they didn't believe the potential beyond what they perceived were limitations. A lot of what I talk about in these podcasts are reflective of my heart and are reflective of everything that I've had to deal with my mother was a rock and was truly the backbone behind the success of where i am today you know everyone has a different belief system and and that's perfectly fine but i am a believer in jesus christ and I, i do believe that if it had not been for his grace and his mercy i would not be here i truly believe that there was purpose for my life everything that I've gone through was never about William Weeks. It was about sharing my life story to inspire others to continue to move forward, to continue to push forward and to never again allow someone else's opinion of your life to dictate your reality and to dictate what's possible for you. There's many moving parts to my story. And I'm hoping you will stick around as I will be writing a book that will truly outline the different moving pieces of my life story that will touch your heart and whatever you're going through and whatever your specific story is and whatever your challenges are you will find solace through my story and truly understand that life is not over regardless of what you're going through I want you to understand that sometimes the prognosis can be bleak and it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what you're going through. That prognosis can be bleak, but you have to continue to believe that there is inspiration in your story. You have to continue to believe that you can continue to go the distance. You have to believe that your life story is not over simply because everyone around you says that it is. You have to break free of the chains of the sentencing that people place on your life and continue to push forward and continue to push past this glass ceiling that has been placed at the top of your head. Shatter it and continue to be strong. I want everything that I've shared with you right now to resound in your heart like a constant beating drum whether you're listening to this in your car, whether you're listening to this uh, at work, whether you're listening to this at home regardless of where you're listening to this at, regardless of how you're listening to this, allow this to speak life to you understand that you have purpose that you were designed with an extraordinary plan in place but you've got to believe that You can convince others of your purpose if you don't believe it yourself. I will continue to build upon this platform here, sharing different tidbits of my life to continue to inspire you. I hope that you have enjoyed this segment. I hope that this segment has been a blessing to you and it is my desire that you will continue to listen. Because there's much, much, much more to come. From my heart to yours, I love you. And I hope you have a phenomenal day. I hope this shines a light on your day. Hope this brightens your day as you move forward. God bless. And I'll see you in the next one.